0: Hey Richie, what, I'm Air Force One. Oh, it's it's weird being on the receiving end of this. I didn't like asking that question. No, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Right, so straight away up top, we're going to do something a little bit different. But first of all, I'm going to be the one actually talking about the subject, so that's different enough, I guess, as it is. But uh, this is going to be, what are we calling it again? Mini sods. Mini sods. What, what I'm politics mini sods.
0: Yeah. They're going to pop into your feeds on the off weeks. Mm-hmm. But even though we're technically cheating by starting it on the off week and <laughs> on, on week. the on week and and making next week the new on week.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just don't think too much about it. All you need to know is every so often uh, a short bite sized version of what on am politics will be in your feed because there's loads of topics that like we've got. A, Document fill the topics that don't really warrant a full normal one politics episodes, but it doesn't mean we don't want to talk about them. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're going to do these little mini-so things. Yeah, there's like at least six written down there. Yeah, exactly. And so the first one is Air Force One. Yeah, and you want to do it, and I want to. <laughs> I want to do it. So this is gonna be my first attempt at trying to educate you on something. So we'll see how it
0: goes. here comes the presidential airplane. <laughs> Open wide. That's yeah. The the whole trying to feed a
1: little toddler by showing them that their food is a plane is kind of how you've been teaching me about politics, so maybe this will work. So, contrary to popular belief, when the president of the USA wants to travel long distances, he doesn't climb into a large medieval catapult and get launched vaguely in the direction of his desired destination. You are kidding me. Yeah, I know. That's that's a common myth, but I'm here to debunk it. He actually, he actually travels on a plane. Wow. And that plane is called the Cloudfucker 4000.
0: Okay. <laughs> It has been for the last two years.
1: <laughs> yes, no, it's called it's called Air Force One. It's called Air Force One. Uh, the reason I wanted to talk to you about this for our first episode is because of it's a very recent fascination of mine. You know, you know, I've been watching The West Wing for the past few weeks, mm-hmm. and in The West Wing, they're on Air Force One quite a bit. It's also a really cheap set
0: because you just, it's <laughs> it's really small.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah it's really when you look at the. They do a pretty good job showing like the features of it. But yeah, it looks kind of tacky when you're when you're on it. But I, I was really kind of blown away by the amount of leg space they have on that. Because as a tall man, like I'm six foot two and most of that is legs. So when I was watching West Wing and they're on the plane, I never really focused on the politics of it. I just kept looking at how much everyone was sprawling. And that kind of started my fascination with the whole Air Force One thing.
0: It's a legitimate reason as any, I suppose. If you want to let me tell you that to make you feel better. Thank you, please. <laughs> I needed that.
1: So Air Force One isn't actually the name of the physical plane. Get out of here! Yeah, th-
0: <laughs> this is. Sorry, it's just weird being on this end. Is this what it's like when when you're trying to teach me about shit? Well, kind of. Except I already know what you're going to say because I already know about Air Force One. But please Shh, continue. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> My- <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) God damn it, Steve.
1: Okay. Um, So Air Force One isn't the name of the plane. It's like the the air control designation for for any flight that the president gets on.
0: So if the president like hopped on two Amazon drones and started levitating in the air, would that then be Air Force One? Well, I'm not sure because when he's on like a helicopter, that's Marine Force Uh, One. So so they'd have have to come up with a a new designation for the different type of vehicle. Okay.
1: Yeah, probably like Drone Force One or something like that.
0: Yeah, that sounds like an amazing movie. It does (laughs)
1: Yeah, uh, but if Trump did decide to go, you know, avail of a like a fucking Ryanair flight, Ryanair, yeah, summer sale to go on a bender in Ibiza with his mates, then that flight, that Ryanair flight, would be a uh, would be Air Force One. Oh, so any flight that he gets on automatically becomes Air Force One. Let's rewind a little bit and get into the history of it. So, who do you think the first presidential or the first president to, to fly in a plane was? Uh, FDR. Nah. Wow. You're wrong. (laughs) You said you knew about this shit. I didn't know about that. No, it was actually Chaboy, T to the E to the double D-Y, Teddy Roosevelt.
0: Fuck off.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, So he wasn't actually a sitting president at the time. But on the 11th of October, 1910, he flew uh, a Wright Flyer. So one of the Uh, Wright Brothers uh, earlier planes. Yeah, in a, it was at a Missouri county fair and there's an amazing picture of him on this. I'll, st- I'll stick it in the show notes. It's as, it's, as, it's as beautiful as you imagine. But he was, the, even though he wasn't a sitting president, he was the
0: first president to kind of fly. Oh, that well, way. that's cheating now. So who was the first sitting president? F- FDR, you were right. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine, I'll, I'll
1: concede. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Because yeah, uh, he had to like go around to Yalta and stuff like that, didn't yes, he? Yes, exactly. Exactly, he did.
1: Uh, and we will get to that. So prior to World War II, there wasn't a lot of long distance travel uh, involved in, in being the U.S. president, purely because the, the lack of communication options and uh, quick transport made it just really impractical. Like the president being the commander in chief and the most important person in America, they couldn't be away from their seat of power too much. Yeah, um, and,
0: and also America's big enough and it took a long enough time to get around there. Yeah, exactly. So he he
1: would use rail if he had to because it was the the most efficient thing at the time. But even then, it wasn't it wasn't a lot. Uh, things started to change as um, planes started to become a more socially accepted and efficient mode of transport in society as a whole. Uh, particularly coming into like, the forties and stuff. The first sitting president to make use of air travel was the other Roosevelt, yeah, Franklin D. That we talked about. Is
0: it bad form to call him the first sitting president because his legs didn't work? <laughs> I didn't think about
1: that. Uh, so during World War Two, he flew to Casablanca for a conference in Morocco and so that was like a, f- like a 5,500 mile trip. Here's looking at you, kid. <laughs> to, to shoot his famous cameo in the movie Casablanca. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: and it took three legs. Like it took three legs I to the journey because it was so... talking about <laughs> legs. Stop.
0: He's the wheelchair president, Richie. This is so, so inappropriate.
1: So inappropriate. <laughs> I'm sorry, Roosevelt, uh, but he flew in a Dixie Clipper, which is just a brilliant name for anything. Jesus, <laughs> it, it's a, uh, it's uh, it was like a Boeing-made flying boat. You know, those flying boat things? Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So they, And they had to do it in three, three legs because they had to keep refueling and take breaks. And it.
0: Where did they take breaks? At islands or just in the middle of the ocean beside a boat? No, I think like islands. Okay. But the Secret
1: Service didn't like the idea of transporting the president on a civilian plane. So the first example of having like a bespoke military aircraft that's designated specifically for, for presidential transport uh, it was back in 1945 when Franklin Roosevelt went to what you were mentioning earlier, the Yalta Conference. Mm.
0: Do you want to give a little bit of context as to what the Yalta conference was? Yeah, the Allies knew that they were going to win World War II by this stage. So I think they all went out to somewhere near Kur, the Crimean Sea, near mm-hmm. Yalta, isn't it? Yeah. And they met with Stalin and Churchill and they kind of divvied up the world and, and set the terms of what was going to be the post-world order with the UN and stuff like that. Yeah, it was basically a
1: big what do now conference. Yeah. And so that, that was the first, yeah, like I said, example of a bespoke aircraft being used and kind of the... The beginnings
0: of, of Air Force One. So that, um, that one wasn't the Dixie Flyer. That was like a plane that was built for the president to fly there. It wasn't built specifically, but it was commandeered and, and uh, repurposed. I see, I see, I see. Uh, it, was a, it was
1: a Douglas C-54 Skymaster. Oh, that's a um, cool name too, um, It's a great name. <laughs> Skymaster. Not as good as Cloudfucker, but, you know, it's <laughs> up there. Uh, it was designated Sacred Cow. I've no idea why. Again, oh. this is a short version, but do you know? No, but Sacred Cow was what they used before Air Force One. Yeah, that, well, that was the designation of that plane. That should have been kept. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, so every time the president flies anywhere, it's a military operation. Uh, mm. like he's, he is precious cargo, so whenever he's being transported, he has the full might of the U.S. Air Force behind him. Uh, and so that's why the first, that's where the first two words in the, the name Air Force One comes in because the Air Force One, like we mentioned earlier, it was designated uh, sacred cow before Air Force One came in after the fact out of necessity. And um, did you hear about the almost catastrophic event that led to the name Air Force One? Nope. So there was an incident in 1953 when a flight entered the same airspace as the president's plane with the same call sign. So they didn't have that unique Air Force One call sign. They just used whatever the, the number was associated with that plane prior. So it was 8610 was the prior number. And uh, Eastern Airways flight entered the exact same airspace as them. Well, not the exact same airspace. That would be a, a crash. <laughs> <laughs> <But> <laughs> the vicinity. Entered the vicinity of the, of the US uh, president's plane at the time. And it also had the call sign of 8610. So this and was so Eisenhower? I believe so. 53? 50, yes, 953.
0: Eisenhower. Eisenhower
1: good for you um, <laughs> uh, and it was because a right kerfuffle because both of them were like hey this is 8610 the other was like hey this is 8610 what's going on we've got the president but
0: we've got but the president
1: got <laughs> 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 no uh, we have the president and so after that they came up the unique designation Air and Force One that no one out, else could have they
0: look out the windows and the one and the one that isn't the real one it just has Eisenhower but with a cowboy hat and everyone else is wearing <gasps> cowboy hats it's the oh alternate God, it's... realities crossing over <laughs>
1: It's the convergence. Damn, not again. (laughs) Bizarro, President Eisenhower. (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: So Secret Service and the Air Force have gone through a couple of iterations of the Air Force One aircraft since then. But I want to focus on the current one because it's fucking fascinating. and It's kind of the most relevant. Mm -hmm. Currently, they have two Boeing 747s operating as Air Force One. They were introduced in 1990 and they're probably going to be decommissioned in the next couple of years. They're looking to launch a new fleet Of even more sophisticated ones in 2024. Is this
0: the same physical plane that's been used since 1990? Yes. Wow. Yes. Uh,
1: yeah. And uh, well, there's two of them that they kind of yeah, yeah. rotate. Yeah, they alternate them depending so they can they can service and, and that kind of thing. But it's getting harder and harder to service them because the Boeing aren't actually making this specific type of 747 anymore. Well, it's been a long time. Yeah, exactly. And so the parts are getting harder and harder to come by. It's so kind of like
0: when you hear like some guy that has a particularly old Volvo that he really likes and he just can't find that particular piston. Yeah, like that. But the most powerful man in the world. Yeah, except, you know, the plane carrying the president. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> except the most famous vehicle in the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, of Yeah, but, you know, like what you said, Steve, shut up. <laughs> this is what it feels like to be Richie. <laughs> great,
1: isn't it? the power Uh, the plane can fly the current uh, planes can fly 630 miles per hour at a height of about 45,000 feet how does that compare with like the jumbo jet you would get to New York from London like a a normal uh, cruising altitude say going across the Atlantic would be about 30,000 feet a little bit more maybe so it can go quite a bit higher um because again, it's fully kitted out, so it, it can do... I don't know why you would need to. Space Sp- reasons. Space reasons. Uh, and it can, it can fly about a third of the way around the world in one go. And if it needs to stay up indefinitely... It can, it's capable of that mid-air refueling you often oh, see. Yeah, you know yeah, where yeah. one plane comes up and like a big phallic stick comes out and it, it inserts it itself. It looks like the planes are having sex. Yeah, it's it's really hot. Actually, that's the reason why I wanted to talk about Air Force One. You've, had a, You've had a good I've week. I've had a
0: cool new fetish. <laughs> Here comes the airplane. <laughs> Slow down. Oh uh, <laughs> So let,
1: let's talk about the the amenities of this plane. The aircraft's interior is about four thousand square feet, which is like fucking huge. Uh, it is as tall as a six-story building. Jesus. when it's standing on the runway, so it's fucking massive. It can accommodate seventy-six passengers, which doesn't that sound doesn't like doesn't a lot. Doesn't seem like much at all. No, but because it, there's like remember that spaciousness and all the roominess I was talking about before that led to my fascination yeah, yeah, with this yeah. craft. That's because they, that's because they all have so much space. A normal equivalent Boeing seven four seven used for more conventional transport can hold anywhere from four hundred to 660 depending on the layout so that just tells you how much extra space these fuckers have when they fly in this in this thing. But it's not just oh.
0: leg room we're talking here, they have rooms and stuff for functionality they don't they? A lot
1: of shit, they've got yeah. a conference room a dining room, private quarters for the president office for senior staff members, areas for the press, like designated areas for the press to travel with them. There is an onboard doctor available around the clock and he's got his own fully stocked out medical facility that can take care of pretty much any condition or illness they're likely to come across, either the president or his staff, and they also have a separate surgery, like a pretty well-equipped surgery. So, if shit goes down, they can the doctor can so operate, operate, like do basic procedures if he needs to, wow. uh, providing, I assume, there's not turbulence. <laughs> <Whoa. Whoops. laughs> well, well, the president there. <laughs> I, I dropped my coffee into his appendix. <laughs> um, Should definitely not be drinking coffee in here. There are eighty-five telephones, like twenty-five televisions. Uh, there, there's
0: a master bedroom in the nose of the plane
1: with its own private shower and bathroom. Let's
0: move on to the defence stuff. This is supposed to be a mini
1: <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. OK, so there's a situation room. There's a conference room that doubles up as a situation room. Actually, really cool point to note, the carpet in Air Force One is pretty normal uh, and, and kind of non-patterned except certain rooms that have star patterns and those patterns designate what is the president's kind of area. So oh. his 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 portable oval office that he has up there and the situation room those kind of things they all have stars marking that this is kind of his domain so yeah the situation room so Air Force One um, is built so that the president can be commander in chief no matter where he is even if he's cruising like we said 35,000 feet above the Atlantic he is fully in control of any situation that can develop. We're talking nukes. We're talking everything. Like he has uh, this massive situation room with a big TV that can patch him directly into the situation room in the White House or anyone else that needs to be. And he has full control of his military arsenal from there, regardless of where he is. Like if you've ever been on a flight with Wi-Fi and the Wi-Fi dips out when you go across an ocean, like that shit does not happen. He's got his own missile defence flaring system. So just say Air Force One becomes under attack, it can launch a bombardment of flares that will interfere with the heat-seeking capabilities of any missiles. Wow. It's also got like a a radio signal jamming functionality to again stop any missiles from attacking. The windows are super armoured. It's shielded from the effects of nuclear fallout. So if a bomb goes off on the ground, usually that will kind of wipe out electronics for, you know, miles and miles and miles around. This is shielded specifically against that. So as long as it's not caught up in the blast, it will be fine. Jesus. It just shows you like that that's really impressive in itself. But the fact that they have to think about these things while building something that flies at 45,000 feet in the air at 600 miles an hour. It explains why they haven't replaced it in a while. Yeah, exactly. Because it's very pricey. Uh, do you want to take a guess of what the estimated cost of running Air Force One is? Jesus. Um, it would be a total shot in the dark. $700 million a year. It is 200000 US dollars per hour of use fuck really expensive and the new fleet will probably be
0: even more expensive does the vice president get to use the other plane the vice president gets Air Force 2 and when he steps onto a plane it becomes Air Force 2 it becomes Air Force 2 much and when he steps way. onto an airplane it becomes Marine Force 2 when he steps onto a helicopter helicopter and when he steps onto two drones and flies off with Jeff Bozos he becomes Marine, uh, Drone Force 2 that, exactly the, you, sequ- you- the sequel to the, the blockbuster <laughs> hit directed by Stephen <laughs> Byrne Drone Force 1 Yes, exactly. you've true. got it, Steve. have got it. I've got Mission it. accomplished. I've educated
1: you. You have a full understanding of the Air Force system.
0: Mission accomplished. I've educated you is the tagline for the movie, by the way. <laughs> what on politics presents Drone Force One. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. When it's flying in the, in the sky, is it
1: supported by fighter jets? Uh, yes. It, it, well, yes, yes. It's like I said, it travels with the weight of the um, military capabilities of the Air Force. So it, it has like, I can't, like F-16s. That something, fly along something with something cool, something like that. Some some letter and some number <laughs> with loads of guns and blow, explodey things. Yeah, exactly. And Tom Cruise's, um, mm-hmm. but it's yeah, it's a it's a fascinating, fascinating piece of technology. And there's loads more. Oh, uh, I didn't even mention the presidential air, MMs. But are they just get, Air
0: Force One, or can they be the office as well?
1: So there is presidential M&Ms and then there's a specific type for uh, on Air Force
0: One that's a slightly
1: slightly different station of an (laughs) M&M.
0: And that probably is what 40,000 of the 200,000 an hour goes towards. Absolutely yeah it's the most expensive part. (sighs) Okay right. Thank you Richie for telling me all about what I am Air Force One. Yeah just think about that next time you're on Ryanair flight
1: about all of the roominess that Donald Trump has.
0: Yeah, or the next time my flight is disabled by the EMP blast of a nuclear explosion. Yeah, the next time. That keeps happening to you. Whichever one whichever one of those two things happen first. Exactly.
1: Cool. So we will be back next week with a normal episode of What i Politics. And then some point again in the future with another little mini sode. So yeah. all, all the usual stuff. What i Politics on Twitter, Instagram, and Gmail. Feel free to get in touch. And yeah, that's it. See you. Cool. Bye, Steve. Bye. <sighs> is that you eating me? <laughs>